Well, if you're a mom in here, won't you stand up, please? We want to honor you. Let's honor our moms in here. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm going to say a very deep statement. We would not be here without you. Thank you so much for all that you do. And that, that, that was a great video. That really told the story. I kept on thinking the associate was the husband. But anyway. <laughs> Amen. Now listen, if you're, you are a mom in here, and if you are a mom to be or want to be a mom. Now listen, I want to tell you something. We pray for our moms. In almost last few years, I've, I have prayed for people who want to be a moms and can't have kids, but still want to be moms. And every year, somebody has gotten pregnant. So, so don't accept this prayer. I'm about ready to pray if you don't want to be pregnant. Okay, I, want to pray. I do want to pray for you. If you just right now, can you guys just agree with me? Because Lisa and I had such a struggle um, because of getting pregnant. We have three kids now. Doctor said we couldn't have kids. We just don't believe everything people tell us, okay? We believe the Word of God. And so I have an 18-year-old who's graduating this week in Jesus' name. And, um, and I have a 9- and a 4-year-old. But I just want to pray for you. If you are here and you're, you're a mom or want to be a mom, that just wants another child or wants a child, but you just can't ha- seem to be able to be able to do that, I'm going to pray for you and that, that that's going to happen. Or you know somebody. Just stand in agreement with them, okay? Because I believe in that. The Bible, one of the first commands the Lord gave us, be fruitful and multiply. And ever since then, the enemy's been trying to stop that from his sons and daughters to come onto this planet. So let's pray. Let's bow our heads. So Father, I just pray a blessing over those, Father God, who who have a heart not to be barren, but to have a baby. And so Father God, you know what our heart was and that you answer prayers. And you are not a respecter of people. And I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. That, Father God, whatever has stopped them from having a child for that couple who are married, that, Father God, that they will have kids in Jesus' name. And that, Father God, even quickly, even, even this week or next week, they're going to find out that they are pregnant in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. Now, if you're a mom in here and you uh, didn't get a, um, a ticket... We're going to be giving away spa treatments and vacuum cleaners. (laughs) Just joking. But spa treatments, yeah. Um, And other things, night out and everything, whatever. I don't know exactly what they're giving away. I think there's like five or six giveaways for this service. And uh, so if you did not get one of those tickets, please raise your hand. And one of the, the ushers, some of the ushers will be handing out your ticket. And at the end of the service, it'll go up on the screen, your ticket number. So make sure you look for that, please. And I'll be getting to them. Just keep your hands up until you receive a ticket. Now, please, moms, don't double up and get two tickets, okay? I know you. And so um, that's what I would be doing. Anyway, God's good, isn't he? Let me tell you a joke while they're doing that. I have a... Um, have a, have a joke here. It, it reminds me of my kids. And, and a small boy is sent to bed by his mother. And five minutes after he's sent to bed by his mother, he yells out, Mom! She says, What? I'm thirsty. Can you bring me a glass of water? She said, No, you had your chance. Now turn off the lights and get back to bed. Five minutes later, 
he, she hears his, her boy call out, Mom! She says, What? I'm thirsty. Can you give me a glass of water? I told you no, the mom said. If you ask me again, I'm going to give you a spanking. Five minutes later go by, and he, she hears this voice call out again, Mom! Just a lot louder. She says, What? She says, he says, When you come up to give me a spanking, can you give me a glass of water? <laughs> That sounds just like my kids, man, <laughs> which sounds just like me, but anyway. <laughs> well, happy Mother's Day. You know, we're in a series called Family Matters, and um, I, I was praying about this series a long time ago. We usually try to develop our series way in advance, and then the Lord tells us when to do them. And, and, uh, but I, I knew this one we were going to do this, this, this spring, and I knew this day would be Mother's Day. And, but the verse that kept on coming up in my mind is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. I said, God, you sure on Mother's Day? And here's what it says. Be angry and sin not. Be angry and sin not. I said, God, why do you want me to talk about anger on Mother's Day? And he began to remind me how my mom and even my wife always tried to keep peace in the home. That peace was such an important thing. Where, where, when my dad, of course, before I wasn't always raised in a, in a Christian home, but so my dad, you know, it wasn't always a, a nice home. And I, and I mean that by the, he never beat me or anything like that, but it was always, there was a lot of fighting going on and stuff like that. And my mom would always try to protect us and, and keep us away from all that. And, uh, and I see, see even my own wife, you know, she, she was raised in a home that wasn't always like that. And, and that, you know, her, and she even tries to keep peace in our home. And so the Lord began to tell me that there's a lot of people that deal with anger and do not know how to control it. And one of the greatest Mother's Day gifts I can give to you today for even moms, not just because men not, not only can't control it, women can't control it either. And, you know, we're doing this family series, not just about your immediate family, but also the family of God. And everything we say can be used towards that. And so God began to remind me of some things. You know, I, I nev- I've never been an angry person. It's usually hard to get me angry. I mean, it takes a lot to get me mad where I just blow up. And uh, so it's hardly ever have I ever blown up in my home until about four years ago when I got sick. And I just had, I mean, I don't know what happened. Of course, I was in, on high doses of medicine that might have caused some of this. You just can't blame everything on this stuff, you know? And... Uh, but I was just always mad. Not anywhere else except for my home. I would be angry at my house. I mean, I would come home and it just wouldn't be a good atmosphere because everything was multiplied. Everything just seemed worse to me. I would come home and and things weren't right. If, like, if there's a pillow in the middle of the floor, that would make me angry. You know, I couldn't walk. I, I walk a lot better than what I used to. And that would, I couldn't even go around. It was hard for me to move around, do anything. So a pillow left in the floor, I just lost it. I never did that before. And it was just so weird of me to be able to do that. But what happened was, was I wasn't able to control it because I never had to deal with anger before. And when it started to come up in me like that, it was like it just blew out all the time. It was just not, not just once in a while. I was angry all the time. 
And when things happen to you and, and things are hard, and, and especially what, what was happening to me, yeah, things get, get just magnified. And that's what happened to me. And how I saw such hurt that happened to my family those first few years that I was sick. Because of my anger. Because I would just yell. I wouldn't hit. I wouldn't do anything like that. But I would just yell all the time. And, and I don't know about you. My voice is very loud. I don't, really don't need this mic. And so no matter what, it's just like it's even multiplied my kids and I started seeing my kids get hurt and I started seeing my wife get hurt because of that and so I want to talk to you about how to deal with anger and how to have a happy home because it seems like this whole world is getting angrier psychology today called this generation right now that we live in the generation of rage why is that? Maybe because pressure to do stuff, comparing yourself to others, the, 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 the weight of this world, stress, really sin being multiplied is making people angry. I mean, road rage. I mean, that's happened more and more and more. I mean, people on, on the road are telling people they're number one all the time. <laughs> But the thing about it is, everything we do as a believer should bring life to people around us, even anger. Because the Bible says, be angry, but don't sin. So being angry, just like all the other emotions, aren't wrong. It's just when we lose control with them. It's okay for you to be angry at somebody. Look to your neighbor and just smile. It's okay for you to be angry. So I want to talk to you about how to handle anger. Now, I want you to listen to me. I'm talking to you. Okay? Not somebody else. I'm talking to you. So just take, take this, because I, I've dealt with this. I, I, and I'm not perfect. Trust me. I'm not perfect at it. But I've definitely gotten better the last two years. Because the Bible talks very clearly on how to handle anger. And it gives us six keys to really control anger in His Word. Because these are six keys that will bring life into situations of pain. If someone's hurting you, it's okay to be angry. But do not sin. If you feel disappointment... It's okay to be angry, but do not sin. If, if someone has done you wrong, or you just don't like your life, it's okay to be angry, but do not sin. And I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to show you some keys on how to bring life into these situations. Proverbs 14.29 says this. It says, A patient man has great understanding, but a quick-tempered man displays folly. Anger is a God-given emotion, but it must be learned on how to control it. We must control it, or it's going to control you, just like every other emotion. A lot of times we tend to get angry, and we tend to get angry in two ways. Sometimes we blow up, or we clam up. Either way, 
it's wrong. It'll either blowing up hurts everybody else, clamming up hurts you, and eventually hurts everybody else because of how you treat them later. So the Bible gives us six ways. I'm going to talk to you about those six ways. Proverbs 29, 11 says this. A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself in control, under control. So the first thing, you follow along with your, in your bulletin. The first key to controlling anger is to resolve to manage it. To resolve to manage, manage it. The word resolve just simply means this. To decide in advance. I'm going to decide in advance that I'm going to manage, I'm going to take control over this anger, this problem. Now listen, if you say you don't have an anger problem, make sure you check yourself out with the people around you. And if they say you do, you probably do. You probably do. You've got to decide to manage it. You've got to recognize it and resolve to manage it and decide to do that. And you've got to stop making excuses. Well, it's my Irish blood. I can't help it. Yes, you can. I mean, I tell you what. My wife and I can get in some knockout, drag-out fights. Not, not really f- drag-out fights, but you know, we're just yelling at each other. And the phone will ring and I'll say, hello. <laughs> you can manage it. You can manage it. You decide in advance that I'm, this is going to be taken control of. Because it's like every other emotion. It's not supposed to lead us. We're not supposed to be led by our emotions. Your emotions are there to let you know what's going on inside of you. But it's not supposed to lead you. So you resolve. You decide, I'm going to manage this. I'm going to choose today to manage it. Number two, you've got to remember the cost of anger and sinning with it. Every time you lose your temper, there's a price tag. Proverbs 29, verse 22 says this, An angry man stirs up dissension, and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. It means it gets him in a lot of trouble. Proverbs 15, 18 says this, A hot-tempered man stirs up dissension. Proverbs 14, 17, A quick-tempered man does foolish things. You lose the respect of people when you can't control your anger. And it doesn't always have to be loud. It could be complaining. It could be gossip. Talking bad about somebody else. No one in here has ever done that. Because you are expressing it in the wrong way. So why do we do that? Why do we just let it out? Why do we let it out of control? Because it works. Letting it out of control works. When I yell at my kids for doing something or I'm mad at them, it works. It takes care of the problem. That pillow got picked up, but guess what else happened? They didn't want to be around me. They didn't want to be anywhere near me. See, when you allow it to go out, it's going to work for your favor. You get mad at somebody because most people aren't confrontational. And because you probably aren't either, but you let it build up so much that you just let it out, you hurt somebody. Whether it's your family or people around you. And it works. It stops it. You get even. Because you get to say the words that you want to say. You get to manipulate. You get to curse. You get to do whatever you want. Because it works. Proverbs eleven twenty nine says, The fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment, will finally have nothing worthwhile left. 
I remember the cost. When I was going through this stuff with just all these emotions and not able to control it, and I thought, man, I, I, I still remember the faces of my kids when I would yell. And all inside of me, I know it's wrong. I would still do it. But my wife has to come to me and says, Sean, your kids don't want you to be here all the time. It hurts. It hurts them. Just by yelling at them. When my wife says, well, this house is happier when you're not here. Got to listen to that. Something wrong that's happened. I've done something wrong. And I've got to correct that. You've got to remember the cost of this. You've got to remember the cost even when you clam up and say, there's nothing wrong. You've got to resolve to manage it. Decide, I'm not going to live this way anymore. You've got to remember the cost. And the third thing, you need to reflect before reacting. In other words, you need to think before you speak. You need to take a step back. Proverbs chapter 29, 11 says, A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person quietly holds it back. See, you can't put your foot in your mouth when it's closed. I've learned that the hard way. Because once it comes out, it's hard to take back. The damage is done. And so delaying is one of the best ways to handle anger. You need to reflect before you react. Take a step back. It's just like anything in life. Be patient. Don't go there. Lisa and I, when, we, when we're just in a, in a disagreement, that means fighting. <laughs> Sometimes it starts getting to the place where either I or her will say, okay, we just need to stop. Because number one, we forgot what we were fighting about. Because we said so many other things. You need to stop and get away. You need to stop and retreat. Say, okay, what's going on here? Proverbs 19.11, a man's wisdom gives him patience. So what do you do during that delay? What do you do when you take that step back? You remember Andy Griffin? Yeah, how many of you guys remember that? Opie gets in trouble, what do he do? Go to your room, I'll be up there in a minute. Why did he do that? Well, besides it was in the script to do that, but <laughs> it was a good model, right? To not just go off and beat his kid. To hold himself back and think about what's going on and doing that. And that's why. So when you retreat, this is what you do. You're going to need to ask something. Why am I angry? Because there's a root issue here. Why does that make me angry? Lisa, why do you make me angry when you said that? I need to ask that question to myself. Why does what she said make me so angry? Because there's a root cause. And you need to deal with that root cause. And the second thing, what do I want to get even out of this? Because that I'm angry, what do I want to see happen? 
I don't want to, I don't want it to explode and be more and, 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 and develop more walls and develop more things that will, that's going to get us even more angrier at each other. What do I want to see happen? I read a book, a leadership book called Crucial Conversations. Great book. Loved it. But it says, what do you want to get out of this conversation? What do you want to do? So take a step back and ask yourself, why am I angry? And what do I want to get out of it, out of this conversation? What do I want to come up next? What's going to be the best thing for us as a family, us as a relationship, as a friendship? What's going to be the best thing? And the third thing is, and give it to the Lord. And ask Him, how should you handle it? So, Holy Spirit, how should I handle this? Instead of me thinking, knowing what to do, because that always doesn't work. Well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to give them my piece of my mind. They may not want it. So they're going to throw it back at you and it's going to cause you more harm. So, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do? And so I resolve to manage it. I count the cost. And I come to that place where I take a step back. And then now I can release it properly. See, when, you're an angry, when you are angry, it should be, be released in the right way. So it says, in, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath while you're still angry. This doesn't have to take a long process. But it needs to be done in an appropriate way. And it comes out of Romans chapter 7. 12, verse 17 through 21. And we see some things here. It says, Do not repay evil for evil. It goes on and says, Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. And then it says, Overcome evil with what? Good. So how do I release it? How do I release my anger in the appropriate way? After I res- I'm, I'm just resolving to, to, to get rid of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with this thing. I'm not going to allow this thing to go on in my life anymore. But I'm going to resolve to manage this. I'm going to remember the cost because I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm not going to hurt the people around me. I'm going to reflect on it. And as I'm reflecting on it, now I can release it proper, properly. I can do it in the right way. I'm not going to suppress it. I'm not going to get, store it up in the side. I need to release it. All anger needs to come out, but in the right way. I don't need to repress it. Repression is denial. I'm not mad at you. I'm not angry. That's what repression does. I'm, I, oh, I'll just say this. I'm depressed. How many of you guys have ever, someone comes up to you, you go into work, you go into school, you go into your house, and, and they ask you, is there something wrong? And it's actually the same person you're angry at. And what do you say? I'm okay. I'm just, I'm just not feeling good. I got a cold. You're repressing it. You're repressing it. You don't need to. You know, depression comes in that way. And depression is this. Frozen rage. That's all depression is. And you will take it out on somebody. Hello? Depression builds up inside of you. Either you're going to take it out on somebody else or yourself. That's what happens with depression. But you've got, to, you've got to express it in the right, right way. So just don't just let it out. Because a lot of times when we just let it out and let it go, this is what happens. We have our weapons of choice. What are our weapons of choice when we're angry? It's sarcasm, manipulation. You try to get even. It's that rage, that spewing out rage. You pout. 
You give them the silent treatment. How many's ever been a recipient of that? My hand is up. Um, you get crazy. You go crazy. So how do you do it? This is what you need. You need to confess it. You need to admit it. Psalms 32, 3 says, David said this, when I kept silent, I wasted away. You need to be honest because what you're doing has hurt you. So you begin the process of healing by letting it out in the right way because you resolve to manage it. You remember the cost. You're not out there to hurt anybody because you remember the cost. You've reflected. You've allowed the Holy Spirit to come in to tell you what to do. And now you're in a place where you can confess it in a right way and release it appropriately. That's what you need to do with anger. You do need to let it out. You, need, you can be angry, but do not sin. That's how you be angry and not sin. So how do we continue this on an ongoing basis? Number five is that you need to be, repattern your mind. Change the way you think. Be transformed, as it says in Romans chapter 12, by the renewing of your mind. Because the way you act determines the way you feel. The way you feel is determined by what you think. So the way you're acting is because of how you feel about something. And how you feel is something is how you think about something. So you need to fill your mind with the good thoughts of the Word of God. See, whatever you fill your minds, minds with is how you're going to live. It's how you're going to do that. And you know, the one thing, when I got sick, I was filling my mind with that no one cares. I was filling my mind with that I'm not good enough anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't reach for something anymore to help my kids. I can't put my, bike, my son's bike together. My wife had to do that. I can't change my oil anymore. Somebody else had to do that and cost me a lot more. And uh, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't change my brakes. I can't do anything. I can't even do the dishes, which I'm still proud of and uh, glad. <laughs> Actually, I can do the dishes now, and she found out about it, so I do them all the time. But, and now I'm cooking now. See, you just give too much. But anyway... The thing about it is, I was filling my mind with all this stuff that I'm not good enough anymore. I'm not a good enough dad. I'm not a good enough father. And I wasn't getting into the Word in those areas. You've got to repattern your mind. Rethink about what you do. You've got to redo those things. And then number six, because you resolve to manage it, you remember the cost, you reflect before reacting, you released it appropriately, Repattern your mind, and finally, you got to do this because you can't do it on your own. You got to rely on God's control. You're not going to get better on your own. Self-help has failed. You need power to live on. Colossians three fifteen was let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You know the best thing that I did to gain control. Because I, I did, I was on high dosage of steroids. I was on 80 milligrams of steroids a day. Before that, I was getting IV treatments of 1,000 milligrams. And, um, and it, that stuff just makes you crazy. I was already crazy enough, didn't need any help. And so I had to go and just get away. I couldn't personally get away, away from my house. I just had to go down in the basement. 
and just pray and say, God, I can't do that. I can't be that way any longer. I need your help. Colossians 3, 15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let me tell you this. Your relationship with Christ will determine the success in your life. If you have a casual relationship in any area of your life, you'll have casual success. This is all a heart issue. Anger exposes the heart. Everything you believe, everything you do comes out of the heart. So what do we need to do? King David said this in Psalms 51. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Create in me a new heart. Because I'm going to be honest with you, and I went through a lot when I got sick. I needed something new. I needed a new heart to move on, to go forward, to continue. I had already hurt, myself has already been hurt. My family is being hurt because of this. Because of my actions, not because I'm hurt, but because of my actions. And I decided I was not going to live this way anymore. I was not going to hurt my, my family any longer because of my anger. There's something that needed to be done. And I couldn't do it myself. I can do all those things and I can, I can take that step back, but I was still angry and I was still mad. I didn't know how to process it. I needed the Holy Spirit. I needed God to come into my life in a greater way where I have success in doing it and controlling anger because I wanted my home to be a home of peace I wanted my kids to run up to me again when I came home and not try to stay away and go to their rooms I wanted hope so I got down I went down to my basement and I told my family that's what I'm doing And I just allow the Lord to give me a new heart. Because usually anger is not the problem of the person that's causing you anger. It's usually you. It's your identity. Thinking about who you are or who you're not. See, the thing about it is, Christ gave you a new identity. You are a new person in Him. And we can rely and trust in Him always. And stand on Him and His purposes. You need a clean heart. You need that new heart. So I want to ask you today to do this with me. And allow the Lord right now, just the purpose in your life that you're going to resolve to manage it, that you're going to count the cost of what it's cost you, you, that, means, that means even you may need to go back and say you're sorry and ask forgiveness. That you need to, to reflect on it and take that step back and then you need to be able to, to let it out appropriately. And then we'll start renewing our mind with the things of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to give control, take control of your life. Amen?
So bow your heads and close your eyes. No one looking around. First service, I asked this question. I'm going to ask the same question right now. Because I know there's people in here doing it. Are struggling with anger. Anger issues. You may be one that spews it out and everybody kind of knows it around you. Or you may be one that holds it in. Or you may do both. Because eventually it's going to come out. You may be angry at yourself because of things you've done and you've never forgiven yourself. I don't know what the issues are, but you know you have an anger problem in some way. So no one's looking around right now. I I, I really need you to, to, to acknowledge this. This is something that you do by faith here. Over half the people in our first service did this. If that's you and you want me to pray with you, I'm going to pray with all of you anyway. But I just want you to, to acknowledge that with me. Just raise your hand and you can put it down. I just need help. I just need prayer. I want, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this anger. I'm done with it. I'm not going to have it anymore. I'm tired of it. Because it's controlling me and I'm, I'm just done with it. So Father, I pray for all those right now that raised their hand, and even those who just didn't because of some reason or another. That, Father, I pray that, Father God, you know their heart, and they don't want to do it. And I knew when I was yelling, and I was mad, and and I knew inside I didn't want to be that way. I just didn't. And so, Father, I know that they are doing this, and they don't know why they do these things all the time, and it just kind of controls them. That, Father God, today is the end that anger controls them. That anger rules their thoughts. That anger rules their life in any way. That, Father God, they can be angry, but they will never sin again in this area. Because they're going to resolve by raising their hand. They're deciding, I resolve to manage it. I make that decision to stop this now. That they're counted the cost, and they've hurt people because of it, and they've hurt themselves. That no longer will they be an agent of hurt or pain in somebody else's life. But they will be an agent of love and peace in their homes and in their relationships. That that father, when they get angry, they'll take that step back. And they'll ask the right questions and they give you control. And then they'll release it appropriately because they've been renewing their mind. And they've given you control of their life. And Father God, this will be the end of blowouts and anger, of rage, of manipulation. This will be the end of clamming up and holding it in so much where they end up being depressed. Now, Father God, you will teach every one of us on how to let go of that anger appropriately. In Jesus' name. Where it brings life to every situation, God. Where people who have been hurting us in some way may not have known it, will now know it and not do it again. That will bring life into our home, that, that, Father God, our houses will be homes of peace. Our relationships will be filled with the love of God in Jesus' name. And we will expect no less, Lord, anymore. That we will accept nothing less. We will not accept anything less but peace in our homes. 
peace in our relationships in Jesus' name because that's where you are at. And we receive you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So no longer will anger control us. Repeat that after me. Say, no longer will anger control me. Say it again. No longer will anger control me. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you and we give you praise for that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God's good, isn't he? Come on, give him praise. Amen.